I mean, it's very interesting. One of the figures that I was looking at very recently about the cost of a, a senior executive failing, right, the cost to the organization can be up to $2.7 million, right? Now, people say, how can that be? Because you're not paying him 2.7. No, you're not paying him or her 2.7. But the cascade effect, the cascade effect to the team, the cascade effect perhaps with customers, the cascade of, of appropriating resources and funds to things that actually don't work out. All of that is you add it up and you very quickly come to that 2.7 million. So what I'm saying is that, listen, this is a proven process. This is a step-by-step -step system that you know you can actually get your managers to go through and you can be confident that they're actually doing the right things in the right order and the right way. And you're really setting them up to succeed. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an amazing, incredible, exciting guest lined up for you today. He is a repeat guest, one of those rare individuals that we love so much, we asked him back for a second time. This gentleman is a true expert in helping organizations work with onboarding managers and ensuring that their managers are successful. He's created a brand new program called The First 100 Days, which is all about helping organizations ensure that when they onboard a new manager in the first 100 days, that manager is set up for success. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary John Murphy. Welcome to the show, John. Nikki, it's great to be here again. I love coming on your podcast and it's a great, real joy for me to be here. John, my friend, the pleasure is all mine. So, John, you know our listener has probably got an idea of who you are because you've been on the show before, but there may be some new listeners on board. So it'd be great if you started off telling people how you got to be the great John Murphy. Let's start with that. Okay, well, my background story is that I started uh, I started my corporate career many years ago. I started as a door-to-door -door insurance salesman. Um, after a while, a few kind of hard knocks and ups and downs, I became quite good at it. Then I became, I was promoted to sales manager. Then I became a sales director, a marketing director. And over a number of years, progressed through the corporate world to become CEO of a pan-European financial services group that was based in out of Ireland. And I did that job of CEO for about seven years. And uh, like many who've gone before me, and I mean, corporate life was very good to me, and I would not say a bad word against it. But I really discovered that there was, you know, deep within me was this entrepreneur who wanted to kind of go off and, and do and build something of their own. So I said I left after seven years and uh, created John Murphy International. And I really focused that business on the part of the job as being CEO that I loved most of all, which was coaching and developing individuals and coaching and developing teams. I loved 
kind of the whole process of selecting and hiring uh, individuals and blending them into becoming a high performance team. And that's really what I've been doing for the last 15 years. And, you know, I've been very fortunate. I've got the opportunity to work with some great, you know, global companies like Airbus and Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson, Vodafone and many others. And really, it's been it's been a joy. And I just love that whole process of developing individuals and teams. John, I tell you, you've got a phenomenal story. Part of what makes your story so great is that you've, you've lived it. You've done this. You understand the shoes that your clients are walking in because you've walked in those same shoes. And that's a bit of a weird analogy, but I think it hits the point right on the head. And that is that, John, you understand how to help these folks. Now, you created this new program the first 100 days, and you created it because you saw a, a serious pain point in the marketplace. Why don't you talk about the pain point, how you came up with the idea for the program, and why you believe it's going to make a huge difference out there in the marketplace? Well, yeah, I mean, as I said, it did come from, from my own personal experience in the sense of that, you know, many times, as I said, during my corporate career, you know, you get promoted into a role and to a large extent, very often you get promoted because you were good at a previous role. But, it, you know, the, the success you've had in your previous role does not necessarily mean that you're going to be good in the new role or that you even have the skills to do that or the, the knowledge to do that. And I've seen through my the work that I've done with many organizations across the world that, you know, new managers, they get promoted, first-time managers get promoted into the role of a new manager. They've moved from being an individual operator and it's assumed they're just going to, you know, glide into, you know, seamlessly into the role of being a new manager. And, you know, that's not the case. It's very often not the case. And in actual fact, I mean, what what's quite staggering is that you know, 60% of first-time managers will fail within the first two years. You know, I mean, that's that's a hell of a statistic. 60%? Wow. 60%. I mean, that is an incredible statistic. I mean, think of the cost to the organization, let alone the cost to the individual. But 60% are failing in that in that first two years. And to my mind, it's not that they were the wrong appointment, although maybe some were, but by and large, People have not been supported in that transition from being the individual operator to being a, 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 a manager. And we know from you know, survey after survey that has been done, you know, 47% of new managers don't receive any training. And they feel completely unprepared for the role that they're just being, you know, kind of launched into. And of course, now they're managing a team. So their failure is not just their own individual failure. It's the cascade impact of the failure down through the team that they have. So when I looked at that and, you know, and I talked to many organizations and to be fair to the, the managers who appoint these new managers, they've got a gazillion other things on their desk and on their agenda. And while they'd love to have the time to sit down and commit to it, they simply don't have the bandwidth. And therefore, it kind of falls to nobody to actually support that person during that first period. And that first, you know, 100 days uh, that I'd have named the, the, the program, the first 100 days for new managers. But that's a critical time. It's not a time where people say, oh, well, you know, it's a honeymoon period and it doesn't really matter. 
it matters a huge amount, Nikki. People are going to make, you know, have opinions about you in that first, let alone 100 days. They're going to have an opinion about you in the first seven days. You've got to see what it is you're going to do. You've got to make sure that you're putting all the building blocks in place. Because the mistake that, that so many people make is that when they get appointed to that to that role, they feel this need to actually do something that actually announces their arrival. But the chances are they can very easily just make the wrong decision because they haven't done their homework. They haven't really fully understood exactly what their role is. They haven't fully understand the implications for the organization. They haven't understood what the organization is trying to achieve. And they're just worried about making the right impression. And so often they do the wrong thing. So really, I felt that, you know, what I was doing with with private clients, I really wanted then to roll that out into an online program so that we could make this available so people get a step-by-step process of taking them right through from the shift in how they think right through to how they coach their people, you know, beyond that first 100 days and set them up to be a really effective manager straight out of the bat. Because... You know, the old story, you know, because you know, well, no, you know, if you fall in a 1500 meter race, it may not be an absolute disaster, but it sure as hell makes winning it very, very tough indeed. You know what, John, that's very true. Uh, you, you can't afford to fall in a 1500 meter race. There, there's just no way. You might be able to afford to fall a marathon and recover, but not a 1500 meter race. But I'll, I'll tell you this, what struck me in what you just revealed to us is that 47% of managers get zero training. That's yes. almost one in two. So these folks are basically proverbially thrown in the deep end of the pool without having learned how to swim. And that can work, but the chances of it working are, are not good. You know, no. it's a lot better to give those folks the swimming lessons so when they go in the deep end of the pool, they're ready. They're able to swim. And the organization is way better off when those people actually are trained properly and they succeed because it's going to cost them a lot less to invest a little bit of time and money in their training than it is to say, okay, you know what? Let's throw him in there. Oh, he screwed up. Oh, he, he ruined our relationship with four of his direct reports. No problem. We'll just get somebody else. But it's not that simple. No, They're actually not. going to cost themselves hundreds of thousands of dollars because this fellow failed. And there was no reason for this fellow to fail. This fellow could have been set up for success right from the get-go. And, and that's the whole point of what we're trying to do here because, I mean, I relate that back to, I, can, I remember clearly, Nikki, the first time I got promoted to being a sales manager, right? So, you know, up to that day before, I was a, you know, pretty good salesperson out in the field doing whatever I did. And next day, you know, I can remember it so clearly. I went into my new office. I sat there at my desk. I sat there. I had a boardroom table. I had an assistant sitting outside the door. The manager comes in and welcomes me to the team. And he walks out the door and he says over his shoulder to me, you know, if you need anything, just shout. And my immediate feeling was, oh, isn't this fantastic? Followed very quickly by this awful thought that came through my mind is, well, what do I do now? I had absolutely no idea. And I can tell you very honestly, Nikki, that my first six months as a sales manager were awful. The sales went down. I you know, didn't manage the team properly. I made some mistakes. I damaged my own brand. 
And okay, over time, I was lucky enough that I recovered from it, but that did not need to happen. And there was a big cost to that both to the organization, to me, and to the team that I that I managed. And, you know, what we're really talking about here is just putting some very, very kind of simple but really critical building blocks in place and walking people through that step by step so that they're actually doing the right things in the right order and in the right way and setting them up for success. Because, as you said, the cost of that, I mean, it's very interesting. One of the figures that I was looking at very recently about the cost of a, a senior executive failing, right? the cost to the organization can be up to $2.7 million, right? Now, people say, how can that be? Because you're not paying him 2.7. No, you're not paying him or her 2.7. But the cascade effect, the cascade effect to the team, the cascade effect perhaps with customers, the cascade of, of appropriating resources and funds to things that actually don't work out. All of that is you add it up and you very quickly come to that 2.7 million. So, what I'm saying is that, listen, this is a proven process. This is a step-by-step system that, you know, you can actually get your managers to go through and you can be confident that they're actually doing the right things in the right order and the right way. And you're really setting them up to succeed, which is really the whole objective in the first place, because what we're trying to do is to, you know, really transform them into high-performing managers really fast. Well put, my friend. Well put. Now, 47% get no training of the remaining 53%. How many of them get a comprehensive, well thought out, well laid out set of training? Well, the answer is that they actually get very little. I mean, one one of the things that we know from the feedback is that 87% of the managers who succeed Right. So this 87 percent of those that succeed have said that they really wish they had become they've got a lot more training in that transition period. So that's that's as close to 100 percent as you're you're probably going to get. And they certainly up to close to 50 percent of people felt that they were just really unprepared for the role and there was no process in place to actually really transition them. And there are, yes, there are some organizations who do it very, very well. But to be honest, Nikki, they are in the absolute minority. They are in the single figures in terms of percentages. The vast majority, you know, beyond giving somebody the the, the staff manual, you know, telling them where the cloakroom is and the canteen and everything else and where their office is, Beyond that, there's not an awful lot other than stuff that you read. And most people have to just learn by kind of as they go. And of course, that's a very, very flawed way of doing it because, you know, you've got to understand the basis of the company. You've got to understand and really study the company that you've just joined or if you've been promoted. You've got to understand their strategy. You've got to understand their values. You've got to understand their mission. You then have got to understand within the organization, well, okay, I know I've got a manager who's appointed me, but who are my other stakeholders? And there are lots of other stakeholders in the organization. And I see it time and time again when I'm coaching clients saying, well, you know, who are your stakeholders? And sometimes they say, well, well, what do you mean? I say, well, okay, you've got your manager and perhaps your manager's manager. But beyond that, who are your stakeholders? Well, my team. Okay, so that's another stakeholder. But who else in the organization? But it doesn't matter what role you have, you know, in an organization, whether if you're in sales or if you're in customer service or in your IT, you know, all of these other functions are a stakeholder in your success. And you you need to know how to manage those stakeholders. You need to know how to engage with those stakeholders because these other people, they are stakeholders. They're not called stakeholders for nothing. 
they actually can be an enormous asset to you as you go along and as you develop. But also, if you don't engage with them, then they actually can become stumbling blocks because they say, well, you know, this guy, this girl is not engaging with me. So, you know, why should I? I'm not going to be the one who reaches out. So it's really getting people to put the foundation in place and then understanding how they go about developing the plan that is in line with the overall organization and making sure you've got that cohesiveness and also making sure that everybody is clear about what does success look like for me in the first you know, 30 days, 60 days, 100 days, and in 12 months time? What does success look like? And being absolutely aligned with your manager and, making sure, and being absolutely aligned with the organization and then understanding how you engage with your team. Because, I mean, you and I, Nikki, we, we speak to a lot of people in organizations, and I'm sure you've come across the same thing. People will talk about, you know, managing and coaching. And everybody will say, oh, yes, no, I do understand the difference between managing and coaching. And, you know, some do, some don't. But say those that do, you kind of say, well, how, how, how often do you coach your people? They say, well, don't really. And when you peel it back, the reason they don't coach their people is they actually don't know how to run that coaching session with their people. And there's no rocket science to this. It's a process like anything else. But what we're doing through the first 100 days is giving the managers all the tools to have those coaching conversations, to have those managing conversations. We have a module on how to run meetings that are effective and that, you know, really deliver on that because we know from the research we've done with teams that we've worked in that the amount of wastage in terms of poor quality meetings is frightening. And it can actually work out up to 1.9 days per week in terms of time waste. And we're really looking at you know, minimizing that. So really what we're doing is giving the first 100 days that new manager, giving them all the tools to actually give them the opportunity to really grow and develop into that, become that high performance manager. You said a lot there, John. So I want to unpack some of it. So the first thing you said at the beginning of this was that 60% of all managers fail within two years. So that means only 40% succeed. And then you gave us another statistic, which was of that 40%, 87% wish that they had received more, better, proper training. So if you break that down, that means that only 13% of 40%, okay, which works out to just a little over 5%, mm -hmm. if you think about it. A little over 5% of all managers get proper training. That means 19 out of 20 don't. So number one is, this is great for you because you have a great opportunity, right? But it's a real cause for alarm within the organizations that you work with. Because if they don't get this, they're screwed. And, yeah. you know, I want to bring this back to the thought leadership aspect. So this is definitely thought leadership, right? You've uncovered a problem that a very particular group of organizations has, you know, larger organizations that uh, need to promote managers, have managers and get promoted. And you've uncovered the problem, you've uncovered the pain. The challenge for you right now is going to be to find out who's going to understand this, who's going to see this as a pain, and who's going to buy from you. So I'm going to give you a little bit of Nikki Billu's magic here and tell you that, in my opinion, your customer is the CEO of the organization. 
Your customer is the person who gets the problem because a director level, even a VP and executive level person, while they may intellectually get this, I'm not sure it's going to rise to the level of number one or two on their priority list unless the CEO says, hey, man, this is costing us money, all right, and I need you to handle this. You know what I mean? Unless you've discovered otherwise in going out in your in your research with, uh, with the folks that you're talking to because a problem like this can end up costing an organization not just millions of dollars but tens of millions of dollars a year. Who cares about that the most? The CEO. Mm. Yeah, right? absolutely. No, I, 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 I absolutely agree with you. This is an issue that doesn't get highlighted often enough. And there's kind of, it's kind of, the cost is somewhat hidden in many ways um, because it doesn't jump out of the balance sheet. But when you actually talk to CEOs and you say, well, okay, what is, what is the big issue that you have is, is the retention of quality staff. It's the the development and the retention of quality staff. And that's really, if organizations crack that, the impact, the positive impact to their bottom line, and it is direct to bottom line, the positive impact is, is exponential if they get this right. Because what they're looking at is this, you know, if you take the figure about, you know, the, the 60% and you look at the cost of that and translate that into money, and you're doing this time and time and time again, the, the 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 domino effect and the snowball effect of that is absolutely incredible. So you're right. This is a leadership team issue and a leadership team. You know, is this what they were, we're appealing to saying? Listen, we can actually provide the solution to you. We can actually do this. They can do this in their own time. They can do it on the company time. They, it's available to them. The modules will be available to them. We're going to have. You know, we're going to have groups where people are going to be able to access and join in and share their experiences. We're going to have Q&A sessions. There's the option to do kind of one-to-one with me if they wish. But the, the, the thing about it is that fundamentally what we're doing is giving building blocks to actually ensure that we are really, really moving away and, and dropping that figure about the, of the 80%, 87% to say that they were not properly trained and really bringing that down. Because this is a, as you say, this is a cost. This is a cost. And if we can crack this, and I know, and I know from experience because I've walked many, many clients, you know, one-to-one private clients through this process. And I've seen the results. And there are some CEOs and senior directors and global organizations that I worked back a number of years with when they had first become managers and brought them through this process. And now I'm working with them and their teams. Brilliant. Brilliant. Because if you sell this to the CEO, John, I think you could be become one of the most iconic thought leaders of the last 25 years when it comes to delivering true value for an organization and helping them take the way that they serve their customers to a whole new level by allowing them to make sure that the people, their frontline people, win. Because at the moment, they're not set up to win. They're too short-term focused. And I'm just telling you, the directors are not going to buy into this in big numbers because they've got too many other priorities. And they're, unfortunately, within many organizations, director level, AVP level, SVP level people are driven by fear. They're not driven by love. You know, people are driven by one of two emotions, fear or love, right? And if they're driven by fear, Whatever is causing them to be afraid the most is what they're going to focus on and give their attention to, right? And that's likely going to be things like sales, 
It's likely going to be things like ensuring that they stay within budget, especially if they've blown their budget and things like that, while doing something that on the surface of it looks soft, which is making sure your managers succeed. They're going to intellectually agree that it's a good idea, but they're not going to put time, attention, or scarce resource dollars into it. The CEO of the organization, on the other hand, needs to grow the organization, needs to bring in more revenue, and needs to cut costs. So they are going to be very motivated to take this action. So I'm actually very excited for you. I believe this piece of thought leadership is brilliant. And listener, if you're, if, you're, if you're here listening to John, this is the sort of thing that thought leadership is all about. Finding an, a niche group that has a, a niche problem, a, an itch they want to scratch. And in this case, you know, that niche group is CEOs of, of large organizations that uh, have managers and promote managers. And, and you can see that many of them, 60% of them, have their managers fail. So making sure the managers succeed and avoiding all the costs associated with that for that CEO, that organization, is a huge issue. Right? So, John, you've identified that, right? And then having a solution. You've got a solution. You're launching the solution. You're going to be testing it out. That's thought leadership as well. That's a way to stand out in the marketplace. And that's how you're not stuck in the sea of sameness, but rather you're in that oasis of differentiation, my friend. That's exactly true. And I mean, I am so, I'm so excited about this because I've been working this process through with 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 one-to-one clients, private clients for, for a long period of time. And now it's it's available on a much wider scale and an online scale. And you know, and it really I've poured everything that I've that I've seen and in the gaps that happened in that first hundred days, poured all of that into this. So it's it's something that we're very proud of, we're really excited about it, and we know it works. That's brilliant, John. That's absolutely brilliant. So how are people going to be able to find out about this and check it out for themselves and their organizations and also to let their friends know? Absolutely. Well, the the, the website is www.first100daysplan.com. So you can go there. You can find out anything. If any of your listeners want to get in touch with me, they know that they can contact me by uh, through John at johnmurphyinternational.com. And I'd be delighted to have a chat with them. And I would really welcome any conversation. John, thank you so much for uh, revealing this to us and sharing this with us. It's absolutely fantastic that you've created some brand new, exciting thought leadership, a brand new program. Uh, I'm excited to see how this is going to uh, turn out. Uh, I know that people are going to love this concept. And if you get it in front of the right people, I believe you're going to have tremendous success. You know, it's, it, it's an honor to have you back on the show. You're a very articulate, very powerful man. So uh, God bless you, brother. Nikki, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure and, and it's great to chat to you again. No, absolutely, absolutely. So before we sign off with you, John, I'm going to speak to my listener. So listener, you've been listening to John share with you how he's developed some powerful thought leadership. And I know that you listen to this show because guests like John inspire you. And you might be thinking to yourself, can I be like John? And you may have experienced some challenges in your business. You might be stuck on a plateau. Maybe you've been stuck on a plateau for a while. Maybe you know you've got some great expertise and thought leadership, and you really care about the people that you serve. But you see that there's people out there, those veritable charlatan marketers that aren't as good at what they do as you are and don't care about people the same way that you do, getting clients, and you're frustrated, and you're wondering to yourself, God, what's it going to take for me to be successful? 
And this podcast has been designed to give you hope, to give you belief in yourself, to tell you, hey, it's possible you can do this. And the best way for you to go beyond those chattering monkeys in your head is to jump on a call with myself or a member of my team, because what we can do for you is very simple. We can help you get that belief, get that confidence so you can be a successful coach, a successful consultant out there in the marketplace. And we can show you exactly what it's going to take for you to go from where you are to where you want to be. The only way to be successful in life is to have a powerful peer group and a proven system that works, okay? And the reason that it hasn't been working for you is you've been trying to do it alone. Okay, you don't know how to do it, and that's made you feel anxious. That's made you question whether you have what it takes. And I'm here to tell you, you have what it takes. You deserve to be successful. I know because I've gone through this. I know that John has gone through this. We've both had our hard knocks. Less than 1% of all coaches get to that $250,000 a year mark, according to the, a study done by the International Coaches Federation. But the majority of the people that we work with inside our community, East Circle Academy, we've helped them make anywhere from an extra 100000 to to an extra $1.2, $1.3 million a year. And it, it's very simple for this to be possible for you. You've got to just go through the E-Circle Success Plan. It works like this. Step one, go to our website, ecircleacademy.com. Click on the button in the top right-hand corner and schedule a success call. Step two, have the success call. Get trained, get the power, get the belief, get the system, and, and, and join us in our community. Sign up for one of our live immersion events. Get that training. Feel the love and the power of the community so you're not doing it alone. And step three, you grow your business. So don't delay. Do that right now. Go ahead to our website, ecircleacademy.com, and go to the button in the top right-hand corner, which is schedule your success call so you can stop being stuck with no growth in your business, no hope in your soul, and you can take that business of yours, grow it, have your money worries be over, and have those feelings of self-confidence and self-love that you so richly deserve. John Murphy, thank you so much for partnering with me and sharing your genius and my love with my listener brother. Thank you. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. And that wraps up another incredible, exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about our amazing guest, John Murphy and his incredible company, John Murphy International, and his brand new program, The First 100 Days, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Check out our show notes and definitely reach out to John. We're going to have his email address there. We're going to have the website for this new program there. He's a great guy. Listen to his podcast, consume his content. He's incredible. Until next time, goodbye.